Welcome to the place where we like to sprinkle a little bit of glitter to get you feeling good and a little gossip because we just can't live without it. I am your host, Kelly Hutchinson Shapwe, and this is Glitter and Gossip. So we've got a full house tonight. We've got Miss Jen Myers. What's up? We've got Kelly M with Guilty Until Proven Fabulous. Hey, everybody. We've got Miss Christy bringing in the word of the day. But first, we've got Mr. Chris Lamey here with us. Hello. So, Christy, what you got for us today? I am doing a word of the day today, and it is Sensamilla. Sensamilla? Sensamilla. Mm-hmm. Something with thought. It's the brand. Noun. Noun. Um, it is a fruit. I've heard of Sensamilla. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was thought I thought the smart guy in the room might no, know. No, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard of Sensamelia, but I've never heard of Sensamilla. What's your word? You know, to be completely honest, it's a song. That's okay. the only reason why I know that word, and it's a reggae song. Okay. Not entirely Can sure. You spell is that it, word? Is it for the word reggae? Does that like kind of relate to this noun? Okay, cool. All right, yeah. so I'm on the right track. Okay, it's got to go it's a with tropical fruit. I think this word is going to go with the um, the topic of the podcast today, then, mm-hmm. and for our special That's, okay. guest. Okay, yeah. so good. It's so I've heard this word before for sure. I just don't. I'm like singing the song in my head because I know it. Sing it out loud. Sing. I want to hear it. I don't know all the words. I just. Oh. It's like Santa Amelia. I could play the song, but I don't know. So it is. Ready. So what's your best bet, Kelly? Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, it's a thing. I never knew it was a thing. I just know mm. it from the song. So it's like a plant that gets you high. Yeah, is it weed? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, because the song is about Yay. basically just like I mean, legalizing. Like, song. why does it? it yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, smoke weed. It's good for you. That's well, pretty much what the song marijuana is. marijuana from seedless female hemp plants that contain very high levels of THC. Wow. Mm. I love it. I love that you got it right, Kelly M. I love that you're listening to that reggae. It, that's an old song. Any y'all should look it up. It's a good one. It's by Collie Buds. Oh, I like it's a great that. album. That's impressive that you know that. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite reggae. Al- I listen to reggae music uh, a lot. Actually, huh. it's one of my most favorite reggae albums of all time. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd know it. Okay, no, I, I, that's why I was telling you be quiet if you didn't. Know it. No, I definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah. What's that funny reggae? I got it right. um, so we taught him something sweet. <laughs> what's that funny reggae things you say? Beer can. Oh yeah, I say it. I'm not doing that. You say beer can three times fast. Beer can, beer can, beer can. How no, do you say you it? you got to say it in an Australian accent. Okay, oh. say beer can in Australian accent. Beers. Beers can. Beer can. Beer can. Beer can. Beer can. It's bacon. That sounds, that sounded German. <laughs> beer can. I don't know. Beer can. Anjali told me that. I don't, you've been to Australia. How do you say beer can in an Australian they accent? They say beers. Beers. Like instead of beer. Beer, beer can. can. Do you want a beer? You want a beer can? Let's drink some beers. That's cute. I like I it. I know it is cute. Especially um, the reason why I brought that up is because Anjali and y'all know that my first child is going to be graduating from high school on Saturday. Wow, that's so ironic because you look like you graduated from high school yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. It's mm-hmm. because I'm wearing my 90s clothes today and I'm a 90s kid. I thought you'd like that. I did. Like, actually, I'm filled crazy. with glee. 
Yeah, yeah. Anjali will be uh, graduating this Saturday. I hope that you all can make it. Um, it will be at Southeastern. To all the people that Anjali did not get her invitations out to, this is a public service announcement. <laughs> Send my checks, too. <laughs> yeah. My daughter was responsible for pu- putting out her invitations because, you know, we started a TV show. She had spring break, you know, a lot of time off. And she failed for doing that. So if any of our friends and family who love Anjali... Her graduation will be on the 18th at Southeastern University. Does she not know that the whole reason that you really send out graduation? Yes, yeah. so you get yeah. money. She yeah. fell. You can send your checks to 81. Dude, just send it late. No, <laughs> That's my address. Yeah, send it late. Just do it. Yeah, she's going to send out the invitations. If anybody does want to, you know, make a donation to Anjali's future, you can send it to the hair show at 3617 Perkins Road or just fuss at her because that would probably be the best alternative just fuss at my child yeah but we're very proud of her because everybody likes money right i tried to explain that to her i'm like they just you know they're not gonna show up just send out the thing let everyone know you know but anyways super proud of her um very excited she's gonna be going to southeastern for her undergrad we finally made some decisions which has taken 12 years but we got it so congratulations to my sweet little noodle the smartest little girl in the world i'm so proud of you So, guys, today we have a third-year law student, the president of the LSU Veteran Advocacy Club. He is Chris Lamey, and he is here to talk to us today about a very controversial topic, which is marijuana. So, Chris, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. We love um, touching base on topics like this and, you know, educating people and, you know, building awareness about drugs and about medication. So we're very grateful to have you today. So we wanted to just talk to you about your views on things, your goals, and what are what exactly are you trying to do? Right. Well, you kind of hit on it I th- probably on accident earlier is my whole goal and my hope is to educate people uh, into further education about what cannabis is, why it was criminalized in the first place, why it stayed criminalized, and what it can do for people. I, growing up, went through the D.A.R.E. program that probably everybody else went through. Drug, awareness, resistance, education. Yep, drugs are bad. Marijuana is a drug. But then after, um, you know, life kind of happens, I dealt with, I I, I was in the Air Force for 10 years. I did five deployments overseas, uh, came back, and I've I've been dealing with, still am dealing with some mental health issues uh, because of them, um, both physical and mental pain. And so the medication that I, that I was prescribed to the VA, and, and, and I'm still being prescribed, was not doing the trick. And the ones that were doing the trick were adding so many side effects, just devastating side effects, migraines and, and nausea and stuff like that, that I, I kind of had to I had to take a step back and kind of take control of my own mental health and right. physical health. So I, I started researching, started talking to people smarter than me about what they were doing. And I found more and more and more people talking about cannabis and how cannabis was used and how it was helping them. And I was like, well, that can't be right. I need to, I need to look into it a little more. And as I started looking into it, I found more and more that there was, there really is some, some valid medical purposes for cannabis and, and now that the tide is starting to change, uh, people are, the information's getting out there, uh, but it takes people like you guys having me on to, to mm-hmm. get the word out there that, that it's not exactly what it seems. Um, and I don't want to get too far, too far deep and seem kind of like a conspiracy theorist at all. Cause some of this, some of the statistics that come out are, are just wild. But, but the fact is getting back to your main point is my fact is I really just want to push education and research on what this 
what this plant can be used for. Mm-hmm. There are there are risks associated with it. There absolutely are. But there's risks associated with what's being used now as well. Well, there's no whenever you watch any type of commercial about any medication, there's always a really the, quick the, the longest really quick list. Blah, 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 blah. Right. This may cause blah 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 blah. Yeah, so. yeah they got to say it really fast because if they talk <laughs> so slow, many, they couldn't squeeze it, it into the, the commercial. commercial right. right? Yeah, and no one would probably try it if they were any slower. Right. Yep. And the biggest one, the biggest problem that I've found, or not that I've found, that that it's been it's been pushed and it's been talked about substantially uh, federally and on a state level, Louisiana is really bad about it, is the what they call the opioid crisis or the opioid epidemic. Uh, opioids are used to, to treat chronic physical pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, benzodiazepines, uh, on the other hand, are used to treat, I, th- I think, a little more mental, both of them. That's nerve, I think. But the opioid thing, it's it's been in the news and this, the side effects that come across with them are devastating. The yes. There's been a 200% increase in overdose death rates, uh, including opioids, uh, since the year 2000. Mm-hmm. So you get back to the side effect thing with cannabis. Yeah, there's risks, there's side effects, there's there's negative associations with it. But how many people have died? Yeah, uh, right. I mean, I can see weight gain. I think zero, huh? Zero, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I looked really, really hard because yeah. I wanted to make sure before saying that no one's died that I didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Zero. Um, there are some that that when you take cannabis with other medication, obviously that can enhance mm-hmm. uh, the side effects and, mm-hmm. and can mm-hmm. can be damaging. But cannabis has not caused any deaths. Um, right. It's not as bad as what we're using now. Right. Well, it's not a chemical. It comes right. from the earth. And you have to think back to Native American culture, smoking a peace pipe. I mean, what do you think was in there? I mean, think about it. I mean, they're, they're smoking a pipe for peace reasons and you know, one thing about marijuana from what I've seen on movies like How High and stuff yeah. like that is that it creates a, I guess, a little bubble of happiness. And I guess, you know, the native culture probably did that to chill out the other people and yeah. there was mm-hmm. less scalpings and such. Well, and it's also, I think, like, if you're talking about that, too, it's a lot of Native American cultures and then, then the same thing like monk cultures and everything else are so spiritual. So I think a lot of that stuff has to do with the spiritual journey that you go on. Not necessarily. I don't think it's the same stuff that we smoke now, but that's what I think that was a big part of it, too, was like a religious thing. You know, you mm-hmm. you become one with whatever spirit you be- want to be a part of. And that's kind of like the journey you go on when you s- smoke back in the day yeah well and I, and I see we're kind of going down a different road which yeah. is which is completely fine i think the way i look at it is there's two different two different topics when we're, when you talk about cannabis one is what what i address first is the medical portion what can we use this for yeah. medically to help people and then the other side is i'm glad you brought up the grass is greener thing i was telling kelly about it before we started it's a really cool documentary um and it goes over a lot of the, the stuff that i was researching and a lot of stuff i was finding which is what piqued my interest in the first place um but the other side is this is America. I'm a grown man. If I want to sit in my house and do something that's not harming anyone else, why is the government keeping me from doing that? And Absolutely. this is the country that is supposed to be the free one. This yeah. is where everyone fled to, to right. be able to have the right to do whatever they wanted with their body and beliefs right. and whatever. And the right to privacy is, is very well established in, in, in America through through every every branch of our government system. Right. Uh, we deserve a right to privacy. With limitations, obviously. We can't go in the house and beat our children. But if we're not harming anyone else mm-hmm. um, and not doing substantial damage to myself, I I don't see an argument for why cannabis right. needs to stay criminalized. And then in the same token, I think as when you talk about it, like being prescribed and with doctors, you know, just like there's side effects with everything. The way I react to it would be the way you wouldn't be the re- way you react to it, you know. Absolutely. And so I just don't understand why 
if you have a doctor who is educated in the use of medicinal marijuana and prescribes it to you with proper, like, I guess, with a watchful eye, like, hey, try this, call me in a week, come back in a week, let me know right. what happens. Right. If you didn't like it, we could try something else. Just or, in the same way know. that you get prescribed medication when they're yeah. like, okay, that didn't work for you, let's mm-hmm. try this. Right. It's you, not, oh, that didn't work either? Right. Okay, let's try this. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Not well, I think every that, single person. Like needs to be smoking marijuana because it'll help him in some way. Yeah. Just like you know, there are certain drugs I shouldn't be prescribed to. So yeah, and I think it's why can't you just trial and error it? Like why can't you have well, the it, option to? And go that's see- that's exactly what's happening right now. You you hit the nail on the head. No medication is perfect. I, like I said, I've been seeing, uh, I've been getting mental health help since 2015. Is when my wife finally told me, "Hey, mm-hmm. go see a doctor. I'm leaving." Um, so I've been seeing him since 2015, and. It's, it's exactly that. It's a trial and error. Every time they're like, hey, we're going to try this, come back in a week and a half, come back in two weeks. And I've talked to every one of my doctors for the last couple of years about cannabis and their thoughts on it. And through the VA, almost every single one of them give me the same answer. I'd love to be able to discuss it with you, mm-hmm. but I can't. The, the, at right now, it's a Schedule One narcotic. Federally. It's federally illegal. So the VA is not even allowed to discuss the possibility of it being beneficial to me. But so, so many other, you know, states and other cities are using it recreationally and medically. And then just last weekend, I was in Destin, Florida, and I walked into a smoke shop with a girlfriend for her to get a little, you know, screw on thing for a vape pen or whatever. And they had, I thought it was, I thought there was weed in there. It was CBD or whatever Mm -hmm. it's called. And I didn't even know that that was a thing. Right. So the CBD comes from... I hope I don't get this wrong. I'm not an expert. The way I understand it, CBD and THC come from the same plant. Mm -hmm. THC is the chemical that gets you high and gets you that that either the body rush or the head head feeling uh, that everybody loves so much. The CBD, on the other hand, comes from is is another chemical that has the medical properties, um, but doesn't give you the head rush, doesn't give you the body high, anything like that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of a a lot of attention has been given to the CBD. Like, okay, we see the validity in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Louisiana's finally starting to push some legislation through yes um it was kind of uh legalized uh in a way through the federal hemp bill that came out in october of last year but i still don't think there's a very good grasp understanding of what the difference is i did speak to someone an elected official not gonna say names Mm -hmm. um but he and another friend or not a friend but co-worker went to senate or whatever to try to pass the bill for louisiana he said it was like eight years ago right so they've been trying like officials have been trying to push this for a long time. I don't understand why we're lagging behind. I think it's a lack of information. Um, there, there's probably other other fast, other reasons. But honestly, I think it's anybody that that's staunchly against it. Honestly, I think it's a lack of information. Um, because when you start really researching and really understanding what the statistics and some of the false narratives that have been pushed, you understand that the, the it needs to be looked at deeper. Uh, one of the biggest arguments that I keep hearing from people, in fact, when I when I went to D.C. Uh, a couple of months ago, I sat in a room with with three of our uh, congressmen and one of our senators uh, and then the staffers for the other representatives. Uh, and I explained to him, I gave him a 10 or 15 minute pitch on on my uh, my push for legislation and Congressman Graves, who is our congressman here in Baton Rouge, said, "Okay, look, you did a great job, but I'm still worried that cannabis is a gateway drug and it's going to push people into harder drugs. The CDC debunked that years ago. I don't if it's legal, then how is it 
I mean, I think they're putting a stigma on calling it a drug. Right. Because if it's it, legal, then it's not a drug. I mean, that's saying that alcohol. It's still technically federally. But whenever people drink alcohol. narcotics. They don't go straight from alcohol to heroin. Right. And the CD, like I said, the CDC debunked the gateway drug myth, what it is, years ago. But people still under, people still believe it because it was so heavily influenced yeah, back yeah, in the 90s right. and the dare programs and stuff like that yeah. and my and my question too with that is not i mean you know taking out you know like heroin and meth and stuff mm-hmm. like that but like the opioid epidemic that mm-hmm. we're going through right now f- full of legal drugs so mm-hmm. does the it illegal marijuana like, lead you to the legal drug so like, actually is that your what, gateway actually what they found the cdc said that can most cannabis users they didn't give a statistic most cannabis users never go on to use harder drugs and they found that most of the people that become addicted to opioids specifically started with prescription pills oh yeah, not yeah. cannabis totally. and then well, they go from that to what heroin because mm-hmm. i guess it's cheaper and it's easier to get than well, getting a their doctor might cut them off they want something stronger they want yeah they want more but they can't get it mm-hmm. well i've Stuff had like surgery they get addicted before. and then they just need well that's what i'm saying that. Like I've mm-hmm. had surgery oh, before, yeah. and I was on on pain medicine for you see how a long could, period of time, right. and I do see how people could absolutely get addicted to mm-hmm. that medicine. Absolutely, and I'm, I remember like, oh God, I need to stop taking this. Like, yeah. and I did. I mean, I've always yeah. been very, very careful with taking medication. Like Whenever that, it stops you can, making you me throw up, it. yeah, yeah. It's time to stop yeah. taking it. You can, yeah, and you can mm-hmm. learn to love it. You know, and but that's what I'm saying is so you're you. You're scared to part of the reason why you're scared to legalize marijuana is because it's a gateway drug. But does it gateway me to the drugs that you're allowed to sell? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't understand. What am I gateway? And I mean, like, naturally, you could say, you know, heroin and meth. But I just think that that's an aggressive graduation. Oh, well, you know, yeah, I'll go ahead and try this heroin. I smoked weed one. It's it's probably the same. Yeah. It just doesn't that's logically doesn't, make sense. Well, and that's the thing when you start re- looking into some of these questions and you start questioning it yourself, you're like, this just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, why? Why are we? Why are we following this road when it obviously doesn't make sense? Right. It's, it's, it's that whole like, well, this is the way things were, so right. that's the way things are gonna be. Yeah. No. So it's gonna take so much time to reverse the thinking and actually, you know, the public get educated because I don't think it's just the representatives and senators. It's absolutely not. You know, because they even if they get educated, doesn't mean that. Like we're going to get anywhere because their constituents, the people that voted for them, that they represent, could feel one way, and and you know they are where the the uh, representatives and senators are worried about getting reelected. So, That's so right. why do you think that? Why, in your opinion, why is marijuana illegal in the first place? <laughs> So yeah. anybody, I, I recommend like watching. Yeah, I recommend watching the show that you brought up, Grass is Greener, because that'll go into it and it'll put a little validity to what I what I've uncovered. But I also recommend doing your own research. Uh, if you th- if you don't believe me, good, go out and find right. find your own information. Yeah. That's exactly what I did, and I say that because this sounds so outlandish that you may not believe it, but I really think it was it was le- it was criminalized in the first place because of racism, flat out. Henry Anslinger is his name. He was the first director of the, our first commissioner of the Bureau of uh, Drug Related. I can't remember what it was. But he testified in front of Congress in the one congressional hearing they had before they criminalized it in, uh, on the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937. Uh, he testified in front of Congress. And I'm going to find these quotes so I can give them to you. Sure. Um, yeah. But th- <laughs> they're outstanding. Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, uh, Commissioner Anslinger testified this is these are direct quotes and i apologize some of the language may be if slightly offensive um testified in front of congress 
reefer makes darkies think they're as good as white men. And the primary reason to outlaw marijuana is its effect on degenerate races. These were in front of Congress, and this was the testimony that they used in part to criminalize cannabis in the first place. How long place. ago was that? That was in 1930. Well, the, the, it was a tax act of 1937, um, so it, over 80 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that scared the white folk. I know. We're going to criminalize that. And <laughs> we can sit here and we can say, oh, that was, equal that, things was back, out, yeah, you know? that was in the 30s. Of course, people yeah. were racist. That's and that, that's part of our history. That's, that's, almost that's part of our history ago, we need though. to learn from, but we're not learning from it. Right. We're ignoring it, and we're saying, oh, that's not that's not what happened. The war on drugs. Right. Doesn't mean shit doesn't change. Right. And we adapt. Well, look how far we've come with just, like, internet, you know? Like, can somebody can somebody do some research on some marijuana, please? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. We, you well, have Google now. Yes, we yeah. do. And the, v, the VA came out just last week, and they, there was three bills on the House, on a House committee that were trying to push research. One of the ones that I went to D.C. to try to uh, advocate for. Uh, and the VA came out against it and saying, no, we need more time to research. We need more time to research. You've had since the 1930s right. to research, uh, and it, it you haven't done it because it was classified as such a hard drug right. off of lies. Mm-hmm. To go back a little, even even a little more in depth, after Anslinger, Richard Nixon was really famous. He was the one that instituted the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. Okay, cannabis. He said, um, "Drug abuse is public enemy number one in the United States." Yeah. It is now. I don't know if it was right. then, but it certainly is now. So, but in, what drug? You know, right. He didn't mean- specify. He didn't specify cannabis. He hinted at it. And um, the effects of it are, are what are what you can really see over time. But bottom line is, if you're a black male, you are 70 percent more likely to have served a black male my age is 70 percent more likely to have spent prison time on a cannabis possession charge than mm-hmm. I am. 70 percent more likely. And it's just crazy to me how how far we've come, but how far behind we still are. Yeah, it's like we literally choose not to progress. Yeah, but yeah, Louisiana's can... still pretty low on the um, on perception of it as well. The national national perception of cannabis has changed since two thousand. It was thirty one percent of voters were in favor of legalization. In two thousand and eighteen, I believe it was, or two thousand seventeen, sixty two percent of Americans believe that cannabis should be legalized. Um, Louisiana is a little behind. I think we're still at like 50%. But I think I believe the people it's are just majority. scared to say what they really think. I think that we're just, it's so Southern. So, and so, the social faux pas. Yeah, it's yeah. so Southern here. It's so religious here. People still have that like Bible belt. Well, and it's what you they know. were taught. They were yeah. taught in school that drugs are bad. Everybody's well, conditioned to this one thought. And it was weed that they were talking about. Right. Like, I remember drug, uh, or yeah. dare. Oh, I got it was that, weed. Dare, that dare bear all the time. I got the t-shirt. The I was, dare shirt, yep. Dude, I was doing rocking the designer jeans. I'm not going to lie. But they weren't taught. They were talking about weed. They weren't yes. talking about alcohol. They weren't talking about anything to do with needles they were they were seriously making a stigma about marijuana which is you know i think because i I don't exactly remember i was watching a video the other day kind of about this and i don't even remember exactly what i was watching but something that stuck out in one of the interviewees was saying it was 
it's like a rite of passage in a person's life of like the first time you smoke weed. It's like the first time you, you can remember when the first time you got drunk was. The first time you drank a beer. Yeah, yeah. you can remember like if yeah. you ever, oh, you know, when I was 13, 13 was the first time I ever picked up a cigarette and mm -hmm. then you either didn't, you kept it forever, you just were like, oh, yeah. I was young and dumb. Right. But it's the same thing. Like he said, it was like, it's this rite of passage as you grow up, like when's the first time you, you know, maybe you smoked weed for at 13 or maybe you waited till you were in college and you were 20. But at some point, most people have this like rite of passage in their life mm. so what's like the so the dare program kind of like don't do it don't do it all this peer pressure there's so much peer pressure and then you grow up to realize that there is no real peer pressure you kind of just either decide to do it or you don't right and it's part of everybody's like growing experience mm -hmm. of their life well i can remember dare and i didn't know about drugs they taught me <laughs> like yeah. honestly mm -hmm. i didn't know that Things were smoked out of pipes. I mean, I just assume everything was rolled up like a cigarette. Like I was ignorant, and because of Dare, I now know about drugs. Well, and I think Thank that's you. a. I think that's a good thing. I think the information's yeah. a good thing uh -huh. if they're using accurate information. Right. Yeah, not just trying to lie to the kids and and, mm -hmm. and us. Um, right. not just trying to lie and spout false information. Right, and I also Give think it's kind of counteractive. Like I remember Absolutely. when I did Dare, I was in the fifth grade. Like I can vividly remember yeah, being too. in the fifth grade Everybody doing was, Dare, right. and it's like maybe nine and 10, maybe a little too early. If you're going to start, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want to start educating people about the dangers of drugs, that's fine, but you should maybe do it when they understand what drugs are. Well, yeah. kids are, kids and are smart. Even at, even at 10, they're smart. Yeah. Tell them the truth. I yeah. was offered I think they wanted weed. like the, uh, it's like a fear mongering. Like a I was offered yeah. weed my first time in sixth grade. So it was right on the marker for me. Like fifth grade, I learned about it. Sixth grade, I saw it. I was sixth grade when I yeah. got offered as well. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Just saying. So I have a question though. So mm -hmm. these the states that have legalized it, whether medically or recreationally, what do you think those states are doing, or what makes them different? Like, wh how are they different from the other states? They're not. In the why as, have they? As in, why did they do it? Yeah. Like, what has progressed them? I think. I think it's more just the progression, more the more the constituents, the citizens. Uh, you look at the states that did it Cal first: California, Colorado, Oregon, Washington. It's more liberal states than Louisiana. Louisiana, mm -hmm. uh, like one of you said, it. So they're, they're more conservative. They're more mm -hmm. stuck in their ways. Right, okay. And I think that. I think that has a lot to do so with. It's it. like open mindedness and right. Yeah. Right, willing to so. to learn. I and, think so. Yeah, and not to not to say. That, that Louisiana mm -hmm. Louisianians are closed-minded. Yeah, you know, a little more old. Statistically, I think scared. More conservative. Yeah. I think everyone's scared to to be okay with it. I mean, there's just I think it's just fear. Um, being from somewhere that's so conservative, I think that if people, the new people, the new, you know, grown-ups, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> excuse me, if they say that it's okay, then what are the old grown-ups going to think about it? It's you always know? the fear of the unknown. Yeah. yeah. Once you understand it, it's, it's oh, right. that's not that scary. Yeah. That's and I think, right. I think there needs to be, you know, rules and regulation and Absolutely. laws. Yeah. You know, I don't think they should be like, oh, yeah, just marijuana is legal and just do whatever you want, you know. Well, and, and, right. And there's the thing, too, like, everyone in here knows, I know where I can go get cannabis. I know right. I can go get some on the street. But why would I go get it from somebody that I have no idea where he got it from, what he did to it, what right. he laced it with? He tells right. me it's one thing. It's probably something right. else. Why yeah. would we not want something that we ingest to be regulated by the right. government when they regulate everything else? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, think about uh, all, also, um, I'm looking at it, you know, in a different perspective, taxes. Mm -hmm. Like, we can tax that. We're putting a lot of people that have jobs that are off books out of business to where they're forced to get a different job, you know, or a real job. 
Sorry. Um, and we're also taking that money. We're taxing it. We're regulating that through, you know, education, roads, you know, things that are better in other places because someone actually took the time and put that money somewhere important and invested that in, in that state instead of just taking that money or the money and, you know, investing it in a prisoner that lives in our state, you know, and we're paying money for them to be here You're when we could right. completely flip that. And, you know, regulate it, make a tax, fix roads, fix education, yep. and give our kids a better life. Well, and something to jump onto that, too, something that's equally as important, one of Louisiana's main exports, um, out of all the things that we're good at making and exporting, is human talent. Mm, yeah. We produce human talent mm -hmm. at a very, very high rate, and then they leave. Yeah. The cannabis right. industry is doing the – is for, Louisiana legislator – is forcing the cannabis industry to do the same thing. I know many people that are in the cannabis, cannabis industry or, or CBD industry more specifically that are trying to help and trying to push and trying to work with legislation and they're starting to get fed up mm -hmm. uh, and they're looking at Colorado and they're seeing all the money that's being made and they're seeing all the taxes coming in and they're getting frustrated. Yep. Because, yeah. I mean, it's all – it's a waterfall effect. If It's it's more than just, hey, why don't we just make this legal because it – should be and it just doesn't make sense there's so many more prisons are absolutely insanely overpopulated and that would save on a lot of time and then f ripple effect from that that's less tax dollars that you're spending to feed prisoners that really don't belong there in the first place and like you said money for roads to fix money for better lunches at schools money for I mean, this. i've invested over a hundred thousand dollars in my kid before high school in education because of where we live and because we don't have great schools, you know, like I had, it's just crazy. Like that's a college, that's college. I already did that in middle school and elementary school. I have a question. So some of these states that have legalized it, what about, and I mean, Louisiana, what about the people that are in prison for marijuana and then say like, Say you went to jail in Colorado for like a marijuana charge or like multiple ones, and then they legalize it. Are those people like still in jail? It's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I, yeah, uh, I, I, that's what that I've heard. Yeah, 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 I think it's, so. And it's, it, that, it's extremely sad, and it's extremely sad. And there's still people. The saddest part about it is what you're what you're getting at is there's people sitting in jail today for possessing something. That somebody else is becoming a millionaire off of. That's legally yeah. bullshit. Right. And that yep. it's it's sad. I thought about it. And that, that, and and you throw right. on top of that the fact that I that I showed shared earlier with how how disproportionately it's it's affecting the black community and minority mm -hmm. communities as right. uh, yep. uh, Latino yeah. communities as well. It's it's unbelievable. And one of the things that people may not understand or realize, prisons are for profit. They make money by the people yeah. that they have in their in their prison. Yep. So that state funding or federal funding, whatever and it is. And we're paying for it. Right. Is our money that's going to the prisons per population. So Whoa. which kind of makes sense when you think about why the sheriff's organizations might be against cannabis legalization. Right. Yep. They're going to lose a lot of funding. Right. Um, and, and it's, I, I don't want to insinuate that without yeah. any hard facts. I don't know that for sure. Right. But it, to me, if it makes sense, yeah, right. Uh, it walks leads, like a, it leads duck. a little right. It leads right. a little more that way. I mean, yeah, well, really. Let's be real. Like a lot of the reason why it's taking so long to legalize it's got to be that people are making money off it. Yeah, like yeah, you know that. Whenever you get that much pushback, I think the wrong people are making money <laughs> oh, yeah. off of One it. One of the oh, things yeah. that infuriated sure. me about a, a couple months ago, I saw um, 
former Speaker of the House Boehner. I can't remember his first name. Um, John? John Boehner, yeah. Was the Speaker of the House for a number of years and was very anti-cannabis, anti-marijuana, everything. Was Speaker of the House, very high position, could have done, could have brought votes to the floor. And now he's working with one of, I think it's Acreage Holding, one of the largest mm-hmm. cannabis industries in America. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what his paycheck is. Well, um, that's... And it, it was infuriating. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. I would have followed the money. He's a smart man. Good for him. Yep. But it's infuriating that people in the, in the position to do something yeah. just fail to do it, whether right. it's a lack of information or mm-hmm. or biased motives. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're yeah. failing to do it. But you're, you're exactly right, because when it comes down to it, it's all money and all politics. So exactly whatever right. benefited at the time, being for marijuana, benefited him zero. And then there was a money trail behind it all of a sudden, and now it benefits it. Well, and that's that's a, that brings up a good point too for if for anybody, any constituent, anybody, any citizen that that actually does listen to this and be like, oh yeah, you know what, you're right. What can we do? Please contact your representatives, state representatives, yep. uh, national representatives. Garrett Graves, if you're here in in, in uh, Baton Rouge, Senator Cassidy, Senator Kennedy, and then whatever state representative, please contact them and let them know that you are that what your feelings are whatever your feelings are about it because they can only make a decision based on our thoughts right. uh they're they're there to represent yeah, us that's what they're supposed to be doing so if we're not telling them what we want right they yeah. don't really know and i've met a lot of people that don't know that that you can like oh, yeah. it's available like you can like call you're not gonna your, go to jail just for saying hey yeah legalize no, marijuana no, you can call your representatives it's just as important if not if not more so than than actually voting yeah um, and they respond to i wanted do. i wanted them to put a traffic light in front of my neighborhood so my representative in my district franklin foil so for the state for the state of louisiana and i wrote him you know them a letter I had a map and everything. It explained my why I, you know, we needed a light right there, and they they wrote back too. And I, I want to say something too. I want to make sure that I'm not insinuating that these people are are evil or anything. These mm. are, there's a men and women that are doing the best they can with the information that they have. Yeah. Which is why it's so important for us to give them the, any information that we have mm-hmm. that they may not be privy to. We expect them to be experts on a f- huge mm-hmm. array of right. topics. Yeah. So, so if, that's why they you, they actually listen to a lot of advice, right? Because if they you are knowledgeable on a subject. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, help them out. Can't yeah. know everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, what about this past? Well, I guess last year, whatever, wasn't it passed that you can have up to? And this may be a myth. I, I'm not a, you know, I'm not into news, but wasn't it passed to where you could have like almost an ounce of marijuana on you in the city of Baton Rouge without getting? Oh, it's the cops' discretion if you were to get in trouble for it or not. So I know both New Orleans and Baton Rouge has decriminalized cannabis possession to a certain extent. I just know that like the city of Baton Rouge, it's decriminalized to where you'll get a ticket. Yeah. So they're not saying like it's completely fine, but you won't probably be arrested. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, forty dollars ticket, sixteen grams. Yeah, it's like a lot. Yeah, yeah and like it's, it's not like yeah, like if you get caught like with a lot. little bit on you, you yeah. should be fine. They cut out jail time for less than fourteen grams. Oh, 14 grams. And that's so a that's good start. a lot. And that's right. A good yeah. Start. right. Yeah, I mean, you really shouldn't be riding around with that more than that on you anyway, or else yeah. it starts getting a little sketchy. Probably there's 
details about like say it's like the flower weed and like all these different bags because then it intends yeah. to distribute and stuff like that but then also if you go outside of the city and say like a sheriff pulls you over they still have the right to arrest you yeah but people are hoping that if it's like right outside the city because yeah that's what i'm saying i think a lot of it has to do too with like which cops pulling you over mm-hmm. is uh, it the one that's like yeah sure whatever and uh, what color is your skin <laughs> yeah that's oh, rude too. Big time. Well, i'm a dark Unfortunately. woman yeah but yeah. i've had two i know of two women two women that were not in Baton Rouge. They were in areas surrounding Baton Rouge that have been pulled over with their cars smelling of cannabis, smoked cannabis, as well as fresh cannabis. And neither one of them were had received a ticket or anything for it. So I think that maybe it was because it's a female and it's harder to give a crying woman a ticket than a bitching man. I don't know. No, I mean, I definitely... But it's true. It, I have two yeah, people. Yeah. That's got to be the cop's mentality, like what their personal what feelings are. What mood are they in today? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing in a bad... I was a, I was a military police officer for five years before I did canine. Um, so I did a little bit of law enforcement work. And they, they have... Cops have discretion when they pull people over, when they're doing any, th- any type of the job. And they need to because it's so fluid. You can go into a situation thinking one thing and flip on a dime. Um, most of the times these guys make the right decision and make the right call. But the problem is we all have these – they're called implicit biases. It's a bias that you, you may not even be aware of and that you may not even be aware that you're, you're acting on. But we all do, which is which may lead into the, some of the, the negative disparities of who's actually getting arrested for these crimes. Um, so, yes, it's a really good thing that they have discretion, but there's discretion that they have even if they're not doing it purposely, even if they're, they're not uh, – have a racist intent, can be – devastating to to minorities and i think too just because like you have this assumption that the black community smokes more weed but i think that a lot of that well i mean part of it comes from the meat like you know the media coverage of the fact that if more of them are getting arrested mm-hmm. naturally you hear more about it mm-hmm. in their community therefore you would assume that they smoke mm-hmm. more weed than say a white community well, which is just super yeah i think also with that kelly is a lot of not there's not very many and this is it has to do with rap music, you know. There's not as many white mm, rappers true. talking about rolling up blunts and going ride mm-hmm. around in yeah. cars and getting high. It's mm-hmm. mostly black men that are rapping about that, mm-hmm. and that helps create that stigma and that Very you true. know what I'm saying. Like, Very true. It's mm-hmm. it's almost like like who's more dangerous, yeah. a white man smoking weed or a black man smoking weed? It doesn't matter. I don't think yeah. anybody's dangerous no. smoking weed. Give them alcohol, right. and see how dangerous yeah, but they there's are. There's people that oh, that yeah. don't think that way. That's good. yeah, because I have some friend, like I have friends that I know that like I literally refuse to drink with. Like, no, we don't go out together <laughs> anymore. Like, no, I do not hang out with you. Like, we can you. hang out. With, like, let's drama. go out there's to eat. Be a fight. Yeah, let's go out to eat and like yeah. no drinking. Yeah, but like I'm not going to a bar with you. We are not celebrating somebody's birthday together. If you're there, I'm on the other sign but like, you will go to a barbecue with them yeah like we'll do something <laughs> relaxed but like we don't drink together anymore period because i can't like yeah exactly like people get you have those friends that get so angry when Wait, they're are you drunk. talking about somebody in this room no yeah. okay no. no we're all happy drunk <laughs> yeah we're all, yeah. Happy drunk. <laughs> we're all have a great time together yeah. but i know so many people when they get drunk they get angry like that's what that brings out in them but like i've never met somebody that's like smoked a joint and then no, yeah. like you know what i want to do today? let's start a fight <laughs> yeah. somebody fight club no like fr- what what man gets high and beats their wife Ugh. I'm pretty sure he'd be bitching about food, but I don't know if he'd yeah. have enough energy. I was to about to make me pie. Yeah. No, I feel I feel what like you, you get high so that you don't have to think about that. You're like, God, my wife's so goddamn aggravating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, she's all right. right. She's all right. She's, yeah. all right. she's cool get, now. I'm just going in the other room, babe. I'll be back. Yeah. Jesus. 
okay, I feel better. I know sometimes when, when I get in arguments, I'm like, just oh, yeah. let me just, I'll be back. When I was a teenager, my mom would be the first one to tell me, ask Christy, well, young adult. She'd be like, Kelly, you're driving me crazy. Go take a ride. She never said what to do on that okay. ride, but she insinuated. Right. Christy, you got some right. statistics? Yeah, I heard you got some, some stuff, some stats. Yeah. These are the new rules for marijuana penalties in Baton Rouge. Your first offense, the city ordinance, it's a $40 fine. State law is if you have less than 14 grams, you have a mm. fine up to $300 and up to 15 days in jail. More than 14 grams, fine up to $500 and six months in jail. Second offense, city ordinance is $60 fine. State law is $1,000. Third is 80. State law for the third offense is a $2,500 fine and two years in prison. And then it just goes up from there. So it sounds like they like reduce the criminality on the state level, but really like decriminalized on the city level. Yeah, but... You're still screwed yeah. on a state. So oh, there's yeah. also the angle of like I think it's medicinal use with um, cancer, glaucoma. That's the famous one. Everyone talks about the head of glaucoma. glaucoma. I got glaucoma. No. Um, but there's also that, you know, my dad passed away with cancer three years ago. And we literally, well, not we, a family member literally went out and bought drugs from a drug dealer to help my dad because there was no dispensaries or anywhere mm. where he could actually get the cannabis, you know, to improve his eating. He went, he had cancer. He wasn't eating anymore. Mm. You know, a man that was 360 pounds. I, that's how big my dad was growing up, died at 130 pounds. And, you know, cannabis was the only thing that would really help him and allow him to be able to eat. And there was no place to get that. And if that, if that helps 1% of the population who's dealing with cancer or anything, mm. glaucoma or, or, post-traumatic stress or anything if it helps one percent of the population mm-hmm. why are we not doing it yeah and did y'all see the place and laugh yet did y'all hear about that mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah the um the dispensary yeah. or whatever it was for medicinal purposes mm-hmm. whatever everything was by the book they opened up a, an actual storefront and the owner got arrested yeah but i read that there were more it was more than just mm-hmm. the legal they weren't doing things yeah he wasn't legal doing as, things as legal as they made it out to mm-hmm. be that would, the store mm-hmm. was kind of a front. Yeah. There okay. was more to the story than just mm-hmm. he was doing it legally. Okay. Well, there's always that little yeah. gray there, area, right? There's, yeah. always, oh, there's yeah. always three sides of the story. Right. And that goes back to the the doing your own research aspect. Yeah. yeah. You're always going to get that mm-hmm. side is like, oh, no, they were doing everything right. They were doing everything right. And then you got the other side saying, no, they weren't doing anything mm-hmm. right. You kind of need to figure out. Yeah. For, you should figure out for yourself. I agree yeah. because if you think about it. If you just believed everything, you know, someone told you or whatever, then that is just perpetuating the same problem. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we have information at the f- palm of our hands anytime we need it. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. Just go to Wikipedia or go to that guy from high school that, you know, that always posts facts on his Facebook page. <laughs> but it, it takes a little more than that. Mm-hmm. But we did. I mean, if it's something you care about, and if it's something that, that is important, and I, yeah. I do think this is important, um, then it's something that we need to spend. Yeah. We all of us, yeah. everybody, needs yeah. to spend a little yeah. more time and Do make some sure research and you know develop your own opinion. Right. Somebody Absolutely. tagged me in something on Facebook, like they were doing a TV thing on Facebook the other day, and it was this lady. I mean, y'all know I'm ADD. It was at the end of the day, so I couldn't watch very much of it. But she was actually talking about the benefits and how, you know, marijuana is proven to actually make people live longer. 
that's about all I got out of it because then I was like, oh, cool. You know, but, <laughs> that's all I need to know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's yeah, literally done. what she said. And there was like, I, I, I mean, it was shared like hundreds, hundreds yeah. of thousands of times. So I'm not the only study, one who heard, you know. Yeah. You know? But, See, yeah. what really chaps my ass is like, okay, I understand that it's controversial, you know, recreational marijuana being legal, you know, federally, state, whatever. But the research is there for medicinal. So that is just is ridiculous. Like, right. It should and, just be legal medicinally. Right. And see, see, I see. I'll disagree with you on the first part to a, to a certain extent. I don't think it should be controversial. Yeah. Going back to the privacy thing, if, if it's not harming somebody, why does it mm. matter? Uh, no, I'm not saying that I um, right, no, I don't no. think it should be legal recreational. I just think that I understand how people can right. feel certain ways. But the, and, ma- but ma- the information is out there that that there are these really great benefits of it being of medicinal use. You're just saying so like at least that it should, should be yeah, medicinal. That should, right. right. And that, that's exactly what we need. We have, right I have one specific study that I want to, I want to tell you all yeah. about that I was, uh, I was excited about as a study conducted. I don't want to say his name. I don't know what the rules are mm-hmm. on that, but he's a VA uh, doctor mm-hmm. uh, in Philadelphia. And he did a study over all 50 States uh, from 1999 to 2010 on, on medical cannabis. And what he found was States that have legalized medical cannabis laws have have tend to have a lower rate of overdose use overdose opioid overdose deaths sorry from opioids than states that don't said on average they had a 25 percent lower death rate from opioid overdoses than states without medical cannabis and the rates kept getting higher so and again i don't i don't think that's that's something that we can oh we're going to legalize cannabis and all the all the people are going to stop dying Mm. not at all but again if it helps 25% 25% of the population, those are people that are not dead because of a drug. Right. Um, and and I, again, I think it, mm. if it helps 1% yeah. of the population, we need to look into it and we need to do it. Yeah, absolutely. They probably are looking for this relief. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it, too, if you think of it in like a terminal sense, like if you have terminal cancer, you are going to die. Why mm. not? And you're like, this just makes me feel better. There's nothing we could do at this point. I'm yeah. on, you know, this is it. Like what, why why can these people just not have access to it? I agree. There's, but even on a even on a lesser note, um depression depression rates have gone I'll say sky high yeah. recently. Uh I've dealt with it since probably 2012-2013 and it's anybody that hasn't dealt with it, it is devastating. You yep. don't you don't want to you don't want to do anything. You don't want to be alone, you don't want to be with people, you don't want to go anywhere. You don't you are miserable, you don't want to live. Cannabis makes you just a little bit happier. Why are we keeping that from people? Yep. Why do we not want people to be happy? I think tw- 21 is the age where you can consume whatever the hell you want. And I think that, yep. you know, if you can, if it's safe to consume alcohol, it should be con- safe to consume weed. And as a parent of a teenager. Smoke a cigarette. You know, I have a teenager. She's graduating high school this um, weekend. And as a parent of a teenager, now I would never in a million years tell my teenage daughter to go smoke weed, mm-hmm. but I would literally kill her if she came home drunk. Right. It's you know what I mean? Because it's you know a, how much more dangerous yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think too, you know, just like when you turn 18, you have the option to buy your first pack of cigarettes legally and just start killing, slowly killing yourself from there. <laughs> yeah. You, it's actually getting pushed up to 21. I know. I saw that. That's good. Um, it is good. Uh, same thing. You're, you can sign up for the army, mm-hmm. you know, which is, I mean, like you, all you've, you know, you were in the army, and the Marines for years. Mm-hmm. You so, like you said, you got out, and then you had to deal with all these mental health issues. And not everybody has to deal with that, no. but a huge percentage does. And then also the fact that it's just, you know, dangerous. 
if you go to war. So it's kind of just like you're allowed to make these crazy, huge adult decisions that have potentially long term life threatening effects, but you can't just like pick up a joint every once in a while. But you can legalize same sex marriage. And you know what I mean? Like all of these things that we've progressed so rapidly, I feel like and this yeah. this situation has been the same situation and it hasn't been this situation's been this big this whole time. I think we you know will same sex marriage, that was a big deal for like ten years, you know what I mean? But they already had yeah. a conclusion to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this situation that's been around forever, no one yeah. has I think any we conclusion. really we will get there one day. I mean, look at these other states. It's just when how long is it yeah. gonna take? Yeah, the same sex marriage thing, I think it um goes back to kind of what we were hitting on earlier talking about earlier is people started sitting back and like wait why is this a big deal yeah who cares like, I, I, from the very beginning mm-hmm. when it started getting news coverage is like, why do i care this doesn't affect me at all if somebody else wants yeah. to be happy go be happy yeah it, i get to marry whoever i want right. why can't I, it, anybody it doesn't else? make sense and I, and I think people are i think we as a nation are really starting to do that with with a lot of other things cannabis included i think we are looking at some of these things like whoa, whoa, whoa wait why are you regulating us on this? Why are you stopping us from doing this? That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It seems to me as though it would prevent someone from take going off on a harsh drug binge. And the American Medical Association has, from the very beginning, what we were talking about earlier, when uh, the uh, Marijuana Taxation Act, I think. Yeah, Marijuana Tax Act. The Me- American Medical Association uh, gave s- multiple objections because they, they've they ever since the beginning, they thought of cannabis as a relatively harmless drug. Uh, and so this information was there this whole time. It's mm, not like yeah. it's not like this information is starting to emerge. Right. It's always been yeah. there. It's just been ignored. And, yeah. And we've been given mm-hmm. false information, yeah. which, again, I, I don't want to go too far and sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything. But it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't understand why American people would, you know, avoid ability to create attacks to help fellow Americans. Like this is a way to improve, like I said, education, roads, schools, you know, like there's so many. It's just so well, I many mean, options. A lot of people just, you know, don't get involved because it's really not their problem. You know, so thank God right. we have people like Christopher that, you know want to do something about it well and there's there's a lot of other uh smart people that are doing good things too uh, a good friend of mine zach thibodeau uh runs cannabis for warriors doing a lot of good stuff and there's there's a whole lot of other organizations out there that are starting to get movement they just had a a hill day in baton rouge um a few weeks ago i wasn't able to attend because i was in the middle of exams mm-hmm. but they are getting in front of their legislators they are getting in front of our our elected representatives and tell them hey this needs to happen and here's why. Yeah. My question for you is so what out of all you're in law school right now, you get you graduate next year, May yeah. of 2020. So crazy. what what is your I guess like end goal of this? <laughs> or kind of like where what's what's next for you? What this is what you love, this is what you're passionate Actually, about. Where do you Can we start from the beginning? Like so now we know, I mean everybody in this room's opinions. Yeah. Like what have you done and where would you like to take it? Yeah. That's yeah. So my wife keeps telling me over and over again, like you need to you you need to kind of narrow down what you want to do. I I still have no idea what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, so me too. I, me I'll either. have there's a few things that I'm passionate about, and I think they all kind of weirdly intertwine. Um, cannabis, obviously, from the medicinal purposes, uh, specifically in the veteran community. Uh, the veteran community is where my heart's at. Um, they're not they're not all damaged. We're not all broken, and and it, we don't need to be feared anything like that. They're doing great things. But there are some some uh, internal ba- battles that we're some of us are dealing with that cannabis can help. So 
if I decide, uh, which I think I will decide to go in and, and actually work as a lawyer, um, I hope to kind of meld those two together in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also hope that that kind of turns into addressing some of the the many, many, many issues our criminal justice system has. Uh, like we talked about earlier, it's, it, it's a for-profit system. That's fine. But it, that brings along challenges that need to be addressed, cannabis being one of them. Um, additionally, I, I think this is r- pretty relevant as way off topic, uh, but I'm looking into uh, foster care very, very recently. I think May 30th, I'm going. To, me and my wife are going to our first meeting. There's so many kids out there that need help and that need just just a place, just need an adult figure to be there for them. Um, some form of compassion. Some form of just somewhere to go, somebody yeah. to care about them. Um, so it, that's an, an option as well. Um, I'm looking into, into possibly going down that route, but but again, it's, as far as an end goal, I'm not really sure. Uh, the cannabis thing sparked my interest after just looking at him like, this doesn't make sense. What, what is going on? Started researching. And the more I researched, the more I found out, like, we are being lied to. Right. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is not okay. Um, and, yeah. and, and we're being lied to about something that can that can potentially Benefit. help a yeah. lot of people. Mm-hmm. So to directly answer your question, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm hoping something will pop up. You but. should be an attorney in whatever facet, you know, that do you enjoy and then you should run for an uh, office yeah yeah i was gonna say mark i'll vote for you our our mutual friend he <laughs> was one we were talking about you and he was like yeah that guy's gonna go to senate for sure hey, i love mark that yeah awesome. so i mean yeah, i could definitely you. see you like going for it's, senate it's a possibility that's a that's a tough job yeah those guys yeah, and girls those men yeah. and women have a tough job yeah. um you can start at state level yeah, and it, we're not in session. It's all a possibility. The time. It's yeah. a possibility. That would be a I, good I haven't place. Most of, I mean, all of them have out. other jobs. Yeah, I haven't completely ruled it out, but it's. But again, it's so tough, and I, I, I could deal with the criticism, um, but I don't know if I'm capable of of doing one of those jobs. Which I guess whatever I do, I'm going to have to learn to do it. Of leaving my work at work, and I think something as 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 detailed and in depth as a as a state or national representative. Your work is all the time. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. your work is the people. Right. That's what probably makes a very good senator or yeah. representative. Someone who's Who really cares and straight is straight up career at focused. Yeah. 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 It's a possibility. Uh, and that's hard to do when you have children and a wife and oh yeah. yes. a house to take care of. Yep. So, I mean, I totally understand. You kind of have to, you know, pick your poisons. Right. With 24 hour news coverage, do I want my daughters to? To see all the all, all the bones I have in my closet for yeah, right. everything's gonna come know. out. Yeah, and then it, you know, it kind of when you go that route, it becomes your family's job too because exactly. they have right. to take on. Uh-huh. You know, they become your backbone, and then they have to deal with backlash and or whatever else it may be. Right, right. You know, so I totally understand. I was just wondering. Yep, yeah. it's a possibility. Yeah. I think. It's well, amazing. whatever you do, you'll be good at it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll yeah. vote. I'll vote too. You have my vote. Yeah, I'm sold. I'm supporters. Sold. So we are just thrilled to have you today. Um, how can listeners find you if they want to follow you, follow your story, see where you're mm-hmm. going? How would they be able or to ask do you any so? questions? My email address would probably be the best way. Uh, it's Christopher Lamy, the number eight at gmail.com. Um, I'll spell that because my last name sounds weird. It's uh, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-L-A-M-Y, the number eight at gmail.com. My Facebook is Christopher C L, and then my Instagram, which I hardly ever get on, Christopher dot one. Cool. And you can also because I googled him like forever ago, and you can read like some of his work and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a couple articles out. I'm I'm putting another one out hopefully this week. I'm waiting on it to be edited a, uh, by a couple people. Um, 
but kind of it, it kind of discuss a little bit a little mm-hmm. some of the stuff we talked about how often do you go to dc and who are some of the you know coolest people that you've met the when i went up with the vfw and sva uh, as part of their fellowship this past year it was uh, about two months ago that one was pretty cool uh mainly because i got to sit in a room with with a room full of uh vfw members uh veterans of foreign wars uh from here in louisiana great great guys and they were legislating their their top priorities for the year so i was in a room with about 20 of them 25 of them and then all of our representatives on the other side and so i got to sit there and talk to um representative johnson representative graves representative abraham and senator cassidy Mm -hmm. and then all of the others legislative aides Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. uh especially if you'd have told me 10 years ago, I'd be sitting in a room with all of my elected representatives talking yeah. to them about weed. I'd have yeah. told you you're out That's of awesome. It's super cool. Right. Though, but when it I think really of cool. weed and I think of it being illegal, I automatically go to Pineapple Express. Yeah. <laughs> this, this stuff is good. You know, remember him talking all that stuff? Illegal. Like, that's automatically yeah. where my brain goes every that's time. Funny. Yeah, I Googled you and you're like posing with all kinds of people yeah. in a nice I, I, suit. Last summer, I worked with an incredible organization, SVA, Student Veterans of America in D.C., probably the best time i could have possibly had over the summer i was i was there all all summer uh and they're essentially a non-profit um lobbying firm for student veterans across america and i i got put in some really really unique situations uh i got to meet a bunch of congressmen a bunch of representative senators um i went to a a dinner to benefit um I can't remember what it was a benefit for. I think some canine handling uh, service service animals for me- for service members. And uh, Major Garrett was was there. He was the MC and uh, Tom Ridge. So I got to give I got to go up and do the Pledge of Allegiance beforehand. They s- set it up, and we're in this room, this nice nice room. It's a Capitol Hill Club, right across the street from one of the con- congressional buildings. It's beautiful. And I do the Pledge of Allegiance. Obviously, really nervous, and I step back out of the way. So when I backed up, Tom Ridge was sitting on the couch behind me, and he thought I was trying to sit down. Oh, here, take a seat. Hell, you don't say no to Tom Ridge. All right, right. cool. So I sat down, and it turns out it was Major Garrett's seat. And when he turned around and saw me, I went to get up, and he's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. So I sat in the front of everybody drinking my gin and tonic in Major Garrett's seat in the Capitol Hill Club. It was was pretty cool. And my wife was in the crowd making friends, and she was laughing at me the whole time because she knew I wasn't supposed to be up there. Yeah, it was was pretty funny. That's cool. That's That's awesome, awesome, though. She's probably the only one who knew how nervous you were. How Uh, long have y'all been married? (laughs) So we got married right before we joined the service. We got married, uh, I probably should know this, uh, 12 years ago, I think. Uh, It was... I think it was 12 or 13 Look, years if you ago. re-say it real quick know. with diction, we'll uh, <laughs> cut that part. February yeah. 13th, 2005. I knew it okay. right nice. off the bat. Yeah. There you go. Maybe, as long as you know the date. Yeah, it, that, actually, that's, yeah, because the rest is math. Right. Right. Yeah, after right. a while. Yeah, and, and she's been through more than a, more than a wife or, or husband or, or spouse should have to be through yeah. with me. I'm, I'm an asshole already. <laughs> and then dealing with all the <laughs> mental health honest. aspects and the, and yeah. the traveling. She loves um, you, huh? She was a single mom a lot uh, yeah. while I was traveling and did a fantastic job wow that's awesome and she's actually um she's going to southeastern right now she's finishing her degree because she had to take a pause because of taking care of me and taking care of the kids um and she will graduate the same time i do with her bachelor's degree (gasps) oh that's awesome so sweet yep Y'all are gonna have a little yeah, a whole a month huge of celebration. Party. Yeah. Y'all be invited. Awesome. awesome. We're definitely yeah, there. Go, yeah. We're a great time. Yeah. What's her name? Shayna. Shayna, mm-hmm. girl. We can't wait to meet yeah. you. You sound, you sound awesome. awesome. She would have been here today. I was gonna bring her today to see this and, and tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's actually taking exams. Uh, right, probably yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Can she come tonight? No, she's got uh my daughters have softball, I think. Mm, We're yeah. at the softball field. Maybe every another night. time. 
Chris Lamey, third year law student, former Air Force, and he is now um, the Veteran Advocacy Club president. So we're just so grateful to have you here. I know. It's so great to have you here, coming in here, talking about how, you know, how Mm -hmm. small-minded, I guess, we all are here in the Mm -hmm. South. And, you know, maybe this will... The right ears will hear this yes. and maybe mm-hmm. broaden the horizon for the mm-hmm. rest and yeah. the future. Inspire you to research. Yeah, and maybe we can put our taxes um, and, and in our pockets instead all this, of in, all this in stuff jail. That I, all this stuff that I talked about, I have I have the statistics. Uh, I have the, the sites where I found them from. If anybody questions it, like mm-hmm. I said, please do your own research. But reach out to me. I'll, I'll, I'll point sure. you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah that's Christopher Lamey, L-A-M-Y-8 at gmail.com. If you have any questions about any of the things that we discussed today, he can do his best to answer those for you. Yeah, and don't mm-hmm. forget, he was also going to be on our television show, mm-hmm. which we will record tonight. But when you guys hear this podcast, the TV show will also be re-airing. On. It'll be re-airing, and it's going to be on YouTube. Yeah, so see, you can see what he really looks like in his mm-hmm. face, and we'll be in re-talking about all this. <laughs> yeah. He's got a great beard. He yeah. does have a great beard. Thank you. Um, if you want to hear more, again, you can check us out at glitterandgossipshow.com. I'm Kelly Hutchinson Shapwee. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And this is Glitter and Gossip.